Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. One half of pro wrestling's power couple, Dustin Five Star, here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee that you never miss a show. Subscribe on iTunes to Cerrito Live for free. And also check us out on CerritoLive.com. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from High Attack. Mount Mariah. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Joined alongside, as always, CJ Hurt on the other side of the glass here at Flynn Broadcasting. Uh, we got an action-packed edition of the program for you today. Of course, hour number two every week is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. And we have one of our biggest guests we have ever welcomed uh, to that segment today. So coming up at 11 a.m. in the old Memphis Wrestling time slot, Memphis Wrestling back on Saturdays at 11 a.m. We will be joined today during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour, which is the 11 a.m. hour, Bruce Pritchard from Something to Wrestle With, the most popular uh, professional wrestling podcast by far. Bruce Pritchard will join us in the 11 o'clock hour. We also uh, will be joined by handsome Jimmy Valant. And so not only the Boogie Woogie Man and Bruce Pritchard, but we'll also have Andrew Goldstein as well as we preview Money in the Bank. So that's coming up in hour number two of this action-packed show. We're going to take your phone calls today. Once a month, we like to play a little hang-up and listen on the show. We will do that today at 1030. So if you have anything uh, you want to talk about, we're turning the show over to you for half an hour uh, today at 1030. Uh, the phone number, go ahead, program it in your phone, 360-8255-360-8255. We'll tell you about the prizes you could win a little bit later on. But we do tip off the show each and every week talking about your Memphis Grizzlies with the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip, and he joins us for some Kevin Sanity. Let's do that now. Sanity. Half man. Half amazing and all grizzly. Holy cow. Good morning, Lai. How are you today, sir? I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm ready to get into our big draft preview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to preview the draft when the Grizzlies don't have any picks. What? Actually, <laughs> I've convinced myself that this draft might be uh, even more exciting than if they did have picks. So I'll give you my theory on that here in a moment. But i got to tell you, this portion of the show is being brought to you by Blue Restaurant and Lounge across from FedEx Forum. It is your pre- and post-game destination for any and every event at FedEx Forum. Okay, life. So here's the deal. So we've got... I think this sets up nicely, but what's the most exciting thing about draft night, usually? Uh, The pizza that I order before we watch it. (laughs) Oh, the pizza. The pizza is pretty good. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're a Grizzlies fan, yeah, usually the food is the best part of draft night, typically. <laughs> but the best moment, like as a TV product, if you're watching it, the best the best part of the actual draft is trades, right? You're getting to see trades. Yeah. And I think because the Grizzlies don't have a, a pick means that they're probably going to be involved in some type of a trade, even if they get a second round pick, right? Yeah, I mean that's a so that's why this draft is is pretty impossible to preview, honestly, um, because we don't know what's going to happen. It, we it's not like um, you know you know that they have the twenty fifth pick and you know that they have the fiftieth pick, and so you are just on that range. In, in mm-hmm. this draft, we have no idea what's going to happen. I think it's unlikely that they end up in the first round, but they do have a lot of second rounders and kind of stockpiled, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them, you know, swap a second rounder or to to get into this second round if there's a guy there that they like. Um, you know, I, I, but I don't know who that would be. Um, <laughs> well, we don't. We don't. Uh, have any idea. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them see them active in some sort of very small deal on the at the back end of the second round. You know. Um, Smart teams make moves there, and, and second-round picks don't cost you any money, um, any guaranteed money anyway. So so you can just, uh, yeah, you can kind of take your shot on a guy and see if they work out. And if, if it only costs you somebody else's 2020 second-round pick, you might as well might as well try to take a shot on a guy. You know, I, I the Grizzlies are pretty excited from everything I've heard about their um, acquisition from last year's draft, Roddy Zagarotz. Um, uh, everything I've heard indicates that the plan is to try to bring him over this summer. So, um, really, you know, so, that's gonna they're gonna they're gonna treat him like their first round pick once he gets over here. So, um, you know, I, I think that was kind of the plan all along. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see him in Grizzlies training camp, working out in Memphis all summer. Uh, you know, who knows if he'll he'll make the roster this year or whatever. But I, he's going to be in Memphis at some point. Um, I would I would count on it. So. So they're they're preparing. They're getting ready to spin it. So this the spin. If they if they don't do anything on draft night, they've got at least last year's draft pick coming in. What is his name again? His name is Rade Zagorac. He's Serbian. Okay. He's been playing for Megalex in the Serbian league. Um, he's he's really good. Yeah, um, I was talking to Hollinger. Hollinger <laughs> at one of the, at some home game last year. To John Hollinger about the right. uh, the Belgrade airport. <laughs> so he's been. He's been to Serbia to see him play, so um, yeah. I you know I don't know for a fact that he's coming over. That's just me right. speculating, but um, that I would not be surprised at all. Well, what's the delay of him? Are they just having him develop old school style, like you you draft the uh, the the foreign prospect and have them just develop overseas? Is that's what's happening right now? Yeah, he was definitely a, a stash, a draft and stash. And they got him in the second round last year, and I think they they were really happy to to be able to get the rights to him. He's he's uh, kind of one of a up and coming young guy um, in, in that league and in kind of the Euro scene. So Megalex in that that team has a lot of uh, a lot of NBA NBA prospect talent on it. So um, I think that's I think they were just happy to have him and, and if they can get him over here and he makes a splash, then, then that's just a bonus. Right. All right. We're talking uh, with with. Uh... Kevin Light from the Memphis Fire joins us each and every week for some Kevin Sanity as we talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, our big draft preview. So if we have to predict today, and we always mock draft previews anyway on this show because it's just hard to predict. Neither one of us uh, watches that much college basketball outside of the NC2A tournament uh, when it involves our bracket or squares like I had this year. I had squares. It was very entertaining. That's the way to watch college <laughs> basketball is the NC2A tournament with squares. But... Um, 
Okay, so if we had to predict, though, we're say, sir, would you say more than likely that that second round swap seems like something like even? Like, I'm not even saying inside. It just seems like that's something you do. The Grizzlies would do, I guess, to generate some excitement from the fan base because they kind of need, you know, this the the. They do things like that. It just seems like swap. Who cares if you swap yeah. a second round for this year, so you at least get something out of it. Yeah, I mean the Grizzlies are uh, the Grizzlies have been really good at kind of taking flyers on you know guys who are going to be your fourteenth, fifteenth guy um, back <laughs> at you know second round. That's how they got Andrew Harrison. Um, you know that's how they ended up with uh, Jarnell Stokes. Just these these second round swaps, just to get guys in and, and see what they're like. You know, I, I think they do a really good job of that. Um, and also, you know, if they get some kind of Euro stash guy, I mean, they had Yanis Timma in the Latvian league, and they flipped him for Luke Rudenauer's expiring contract, which they then flipped for Matt Barnes. Uh, but you know, it's valuable to use these picks on guys. You know. So. Are you not, Try to trade into the second round. Are you in your laundry room or not? Because your phone was just breaking up. Uh, no, I, I'm in my spot. I'm in my I'm in my <laughs> usual spot. What? Okay, so do, does your so Grizzlies could end up draft night could go go by and nothing happens and that will be very disappointing. Uh, but if they do make a trade, that could be exciting. So this could be an exciting draft. You don't know what's going to happen, uh, but right now it looks like the Grizzlies are not drafting anybody uh, in the NBA draft, which I cannot remember that happening. Is is that happened? Has there been a year where there's nothing happened with the Memphis Grizzlies? I feel like it's certainly been a while. And they and they have to build their you know you got to be thinking they're thinking they got to build up their roster for the hustle right and you you got to do that in order to do that you really got to to draft some second round picks. Yeah, I mean that's 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 ideally where your second round pick would probably spend his whole year, um, you know, playing in the D league and and getting getting those reps and just kind of seeing what they have there, you know, in the shadow the, the, in the shadow of the Tanger outlets. <laughs> yeah. Well, the benefit to that, you know, uh, of the D-League team being here is that they can practice at the forum, right? So, right. I mean, you're going to get the entire the entire basketball staff of the Grizzlies is going to be having eyes on these guys all the time. Uh, you know, they can monitor their development a lot more closely um, with them being in the same city. Um, so that's a big win. That's that's part, that's really the whole reason they, they have the hustle now. Yeah, one, one of the, the, the sad things about uh, you know, not not being in the draft is one thing, but at least for the Grizzlies, they've made the playoffs seven consecutive years. There are very few of those teams to, to do that. So I really, early on, when the Grizzlies are here, draft night was such a huge deal. Uh, and draft lottery night was a huge deal, and that came and went uh, very fast uh, this year as well. It was the most exciting part of the entire NBA playoffs, actually, was the draft lottery. Um but okay, so do your draft night plans change at all, Lipe? Or are you still you got you said you're getting your pizza and you're just going to do your regular thing, plop in front of the TV, watch the whole thing, or or are you just not interested? No, I'm definitely going to watch. I mean, I'm just every other NBA fan. I love watching all the <laughs> the crazy stuff that happens on draft night. You never know like who's going to be on what team by the end of the draft. Um, there's always something insane that happens, even if it's just a pick swap. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this number one pick, um, especially since all these rumors are building with that Philadelphia is trying to get it from Boston. Um, you know, I I am at the end of the day, I'm an NBA fan just like everybody else, and and I love just watching the draft because it's chaos. I, there's not really any other 
any other league that I that I know of where the draft is like this entertaining, right? You right. know, it's the, you know the New York fans are going to boo everything that happens, especially the Knicks. Um, you know, it's just fun. It's it's a, it's an event. And so the Grizzlies do not have do not have a pick this year. They do have a first round pick again next year, just because mainly probably just because the NBA kind of makes they force those rules on teams where you can't <laughs> uh, because they because yeah. they don't have a pick again in 2019 because of Jeff Green. Yeah, it's important to remember why we don't why why the Grizzlies don't have that first round pick. Uh, it is because they traded uh, Maurice Spates, Wayne Ellington, and Josh Selby to the Cavaliers. And a first-round pick to the Cavaliers for John Luer, um to clear salary in the 2012-13 season so that they could later get under the luxury tax line and then trade Rudy Gay. Um, I still think that was a dumb trade, obviously. Um, so that pick went to Cleveland, and then Cleveland traded it to Denver for Mozgov in that deal. And then Denver just sent it to Portland in the uh, nurkic Plumley deal. So it's it's a well it's a very well traveled first round pick. I think Portland has it. So we think um, Portland's going to be making our selection uh, yeah. this year. That is, yeah, that's a a weird uh, path that 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 pick has taken. And also, yeah, that was an awful trade. Awful trade. You know, don't use first round picks as, as a way to clear cap space. Uh, I no. don't think, or especially, and don't use it as a throw in. Like that's what second round picks are for. That's sort of like a throw in to spice things up a little bit. Yeah, it was a salary dump, and I'm not sure that they needed to actually dump that salary to be able to trade Rudy Gay. They they had to get rid of Spades um, mm-hmm. because Spades had a player option that he was definitely going to pick up. You know, Chris Wallace loves those player options, uh, and and Spades and, and Rudy Gay both had them. And uh, you know, they had to they had to do something to get those guys off the books. I'm just you know, you'd like to have that first round pick now. Well, I, well, I'm excited about the draft. I'm going to be doing my usual routine as well, which is hosting Grizzlies trivia at the Green Beetle. It's an annual tradition. So if you're a Grizz fan out there, we're still going to have the draft on with sound like we do every year playing Grizzlies trivia, giving away awesome Grizzlies prizes from your Memphis Grizzlies. I just picked up our prizes we're giving away. We've got, we've got some fizz glasses. We've got some Tony Allen pepper grinders. We've got some Conley socks. So if you miss any of the awesome giveaways this year, first place team's trophy is going to be a Zebo wrestling buddy. Um, so we've got, if you miss any of those prizes or want more of those giveaways from earlier in the year, of course, we've got other, other cool Grizz stuff we'll be giving away, um, as well. Big thanks to the Memphis Grizzlies for always, uh, supporting this event. So if you want to watch the draft with some Grizzlies fans, we, we will still be there at the Green Beetle, sound on, all the televisions draft on, waiting for them to say there has been a trade and that little ding, 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 whatever that sounder is. I can't do it. I don't remember. It. I'll remember it by Thursday. But that's uh, so that's Yeah, Woj well, we'll, will tell you about the trade on Twitter 10 minutes before it's announced. Yeah, I'm going to have to have to avoid that. So Grizzlies tr- Twitter a uh, Grizzly trivia is this Thursday as we watch the draft. We also have a Chandler Parsons mat. Did you get a Chandler Parsons yoga mat? You think people will want to win I that? I did not get one of those. Is that a good prize to win? Not a big yoga guy. I guess if, if you're if you're really into yoga and uh, really into injuries, <laughs> uh, it's a that's a good mat for you. An interesting giveaway uh, that, that that one this year. CJ, would you want a Chandler Chandler Parsons yoga mat? You know anybody? Like it's no. a it's a good quality yoga mat. No, I don't do yoga. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I would think uh, you know I would think the Chandler Parsons yoga mat. I would think Chandler Parsons would be. I don't think he's the one concerned necessarily about his flexibility. Um, 
I think he, I think he's uh, he's looking for maybe people who are flexible. If you know what I mean? I know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> so he 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 ne- he doesn't necessarily participate in yoga either. Is what you're saying? But he does like yeah. people who do participate in yoga. Grind yeah. city, baby. It is grind city I, for a reason. <laughs> so you know, so it's pretty on it's it's on brand if you think about it that way. All right, that's that's a good point. All right, so we got Grizz Trivia this Thursday at the Green Beetle. Uh, trivia will start at 7. The draft will be on with sound as soon as it starts on ESPN. Okay, so that's it for our draft preview. There's not much else uh, really to say. We'll see. This time next week we'll talk. and see. I'm expecting the Grizzlies to have something out of the draft, um, it, my official prediction, and, and that seems to be what you're saying too, Lipe. So, Yeah, I think it's likely. I think it's likely that they do something and get into the second round. I, that, I kind of expect them to, to be – I mean, I I know they'll be trying to do that. Um, it's just a matter of whether they whether somebody else wants to take a future second round pick to get out of this second round. You know, uh, I, I I firmly expect that they will be trying to get into the second round just to see what they can get. Find out this Thursday who is going to be in the starting lineup of your Memphis hustle there in South Haven, <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, before we talk about what's trending, I do want to bring this up because this came out this week: the Memphis hustle season ticket pricing. Um, these tickets, we talked last week about, okay, you name it Memphis Hustle because you want to sell the merchandise and not necessarily sell the tickets. And, woo, these tickets are expensive. Um, I think they're super expensive. So it's $8 a game is the cheapest ticket you can get. The cheapest ticket for an actual Grizzlies game is $9. That's a dollar. It's only a dollar more to see the actual NBA players play. <laughs> Yeah, they they I was they were more expensive than I was expecting. I do like that their courtside options are more affordable than the Grizzlies' courtside options. Well, um, they should be. Yeah, um, floor. You know, I yeah. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know how much of a season ticket base they're really hoping to to grow here. You know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're bundling them with Grizzlies tickets, or maybe they're going after corporate. You know. Client, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know who buys season tickets to a to a D League team in a in a town where there's already a NBA team. You know, it makes sense in Des Moines or whatever, where it's like, okay, well, this, this is the only basketball team we have. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I would eight dollars? Shouldn't it be? Yeah. I mean, come on. There's got to be a five dollar ticket. I well, an eight dollars is face value, right? I mean, think of the. I'm so, no, I'm so saying you're going to be able. You should be able to go to a D League game for five bucks. Yeah, well, what I'm what I'm saying is that you will be able to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it'll. I, my assumption is that you buy the eight dollar ticket, you probably can sit in the thirty dollar seats. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't expect them to sell out very many of those games. So the cheapest per game ticket for the D League. Uh, According in the season ticket values, eight dollars. CJ, do you know the the? There's a little uh, Grizzlies trivia for you. Do you know the most expensive per game ticket? It's got to be Goodfellas, right? No, but how much? I'm saying it's eight for the for the hustle for the Memphis hustle. It's it's eight bucks. It's the cheapest ticket you can season ticket you can get. What's the most expensive season ticket? How much is that one seat per game? Three hundred. You knew this already because it's three hundred dollars. <laughs> $300. So your season ticket total would be $7,200 if you get table one, whatever the table seatings. Each table has a total of six. Wait. Oh, so those are ta- those are good. Those are good deals. 
You get, yeah, you I get mean, the, you get the table on those. Okay, those are good. And that's an interesting concept too. Like you know, have a table, sit there, have your drinks with your friends, and and watch a live basketball game. It's kind of cool. Okay, so that's they're like, very close to the court. Yeah, so that's like, um, yeah, that's kind of like a box seat, but like different because you're at a table. Like you're, yeah, that, that's cool. All right, I like that. So I, I three hundred dollars a game to get a table of six. Still a little expensive when you break it down the numbers. But, that's fifty dollars a person. But it's a D league game. You're sitting at yeah, a but table. That, that table. <laughs> does that come with drinks like it does at the at the? You know, is there a lounge? Right, that's the question. But so the cheap, the cheapest actual, if you want to sit courtside, uh, it's a hundred bucks. Not bad, a hundred bucks to sit courtside, I guess. So, would you go and look at the Grizzlies uh, courtside? Actually, courtside for the Grizzlies. Let's see, your most expensive Grizzlies ticket, if you sit next to the scores table, is $815 a game. $815. Yeah. Well, so it's a, so that's a savings of $700 to see players that are, nice you know, game. about one-eighth as good as NBA players. It works out. All right. So they're, a little, they're a little expensive, but I guess they're not as expensive as I thought because those table deals, uh, those table things could be pretty fun. That would be the way to go. Uh, get a group together, go sit at one of those tables, and, and watch uh, the Memphis Hustle play their rival, whoever that is. We could take the ladies. Yeah, it's, it's a cool idea, you know. And I think I'm, I'm sure they're going to use that as like a way to test options that they may want to roll out at actual Grizzlies games. You know, I don't know how a table seat would work at a Grizzlies game, but things right. like that. You know, I'm sure they're going to. I'm sure they're going to experiment there and just see. All right. Well, let's get uh, so next week we'll talk about the, we'll talk about you know what happened at the draft. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But before we wrap up, we always talk to life about what's trending uh, in Memphis right now because he is the digital manager for the Memphis Flyers, as well as the Grizzlies writer. So let's uh, see what's trending in Memphis. Trending, 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 trending with life. So you have the Memphis Flyer Facebook pages. You have uh, memphisflyer.com. Stories go viral every week. What's the big story this week, Light? Uh, you know, I, we kind of talked about this before the show, and I kind of don't even really want to talk about this. But uh, <laughs> there was, you know, but we so have to. Metalsome Brewer. We have to because it was the, the top story on the site. Um, Metalsome Brewing, uh, new brew company, new craft brewery, uh, announced their new IPA they're going to be brewing, and they called it Two Hundred One Hopler. Um, and there was a vigorous online debate about whether that was offensive or not. Um, and, you know, I think it's one of those things. Me, personally, I wouldn't have called it that. Um, you know, I think people who are uh, in jail or have a family member in jail or whatever probably don't think that's very funny. Right. Um, I also don't think they should be, like, you know, shamed out of business for doing it. I think that's just kind of a dumb name, and it is what it is. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who, who vigorously support them and say, no, nah, it's just a name, it's a joke, it's funny. Um, a lot of people who are very uh, offended by it. Uh, and, you know, some of them argued very eloquently uh, in uh, argued their position pretty pretty straightforwardly. And, you know, everybody is entitled to their opinion. And I totally understand why it's um, maybe not the best thing to brand yourself, uh, you know, making a joke about the jail. But... Um, you know, it is what it is. People, people online um, these days, everything is so polarized that 
you know, uh, if there's kind of no gray area. You're not allowed to think it's dumb. Uh, it's either got to be the worst thing ever or uh, totally hilarious. There's <laughs> right. no, there's, you know, there's no, there's no nuance there. Uh, and you know, I, I get the, um, I do get, I do understand the uh, the side of the argument that says, you know, celebrating incarceration in any form is just not really funny, and it's not something that, uh, well, you know, to be blunt about it, that's a, that's obviously a joke that, <laughs> that was made by a white person. Um, right. You know, and I, I'm very sympathetic to that position. Um, and, and, you know, I certainly, I don't think it's a good name. I don't think it's funny, but I also just, they're entitled to call it whatever they want. Um, and I, I think if they think it's funny, they can sell it and you just don't buy it, you know? Um, I mean, but you, it, right. it, it, yeah. I, I'm with no, you. I'm with no. I'm with you on it because it's. Or so we've got. We've got. I totally agree. I echo everything that, that you just said. But it's Metalson Brewing Company is the name of this brewing company. They're in. They're in Cordova. They're about to open up, and they named one of their beers 201 Hopler. Hop, of course, being a very popular ingredient of beer, or at least flavor of beer. I don't even know. I love hops, though. I do. I don't even know if it's a thing or what, but I love hops. So 201 Hopler is the name of the beer. I don't think when they made it, they were thinking about the incarceration problem in in in, a, in America as much as they were probably thinking of what is something that is a pun that Memphians know. Because uh, right. that, that's a thing. Like, if you're a Memphian, you know what you know. Two hundred one popular and like even like it's, it's recent. Like two. So was it like a couple weeks ago? I missed the show. Right, I was out of town. I was in I was in Mexico for a wedding of somebody who's on another radio station, and one of the uh, one of the guys who worked at the resort that we were at um, one of one of the one of the Mexican guys uh, lived in Memphis for a minute, and he's listing through like he was like oh yeah I lived on Jackson Avenue and he's listing some of the things he knew about Memphis like the third thing he mentioned was the jail on Poplar like he brings up like two hundred one Poplar it was just like. It's just like a thing, and he had. He, then he went into a story about how he, you know, had been to two hundred one Poplar and all this other stuff. But like, it is a thing that kind of negative things do bond a city in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, it, I do think it's unusual for everyone to know. Like, I don't think there are many cities where everyone just calls the jail by the street address. You know, right? I do think that's that's unusual, and that's a thing that everybody knows. But you know, I think to your point, it's just they to to them, and that's. You know that's kind of the argument that it, that it's about white privilege, right? That to these guys, it's just a joke um, because they they've never been arrested, <laughs> you know. Um, right, or if they did, they I'm got out of it really. Yeah. They didn't get. They yeah. never got stuck at two hundred one Poplar uh, like some other folks have. But I mean, maybe because you, you would think if you're advising them, right, you can still do the you can still do the Hopler pun. Just call it Hopler Avenue and do a whole series <coughs> on puns with Memphis street names. It's 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 difficult to name a beer in 2017. That's one of the hardest things. We've talked to people at these breweries, of course. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I you know I, I get paid twice a week to be up there at Memphis May Brewery. It's my favorite brewery in Memphis. It's amazing. Uh, it, but it's hard to 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 name a beer. It just is because there's so many names. The best names have already been taken, right? So you've got to really dig deep to come up with names. So I'm not giving them an excuse, but like they could have done. Why not do a whole series on just Memphis Street names? Call it Hopler Avenue. I'm sure you could come up with other puns based off of Walnut Grove or something else, and just yeah. name your beers after puns off of Memphis streets or something. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and I, I think yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't think. Obviously, I don't think there's like these. I don't think these guys are racists. I don't think they like meant to poke fun at no. people who are in jail. You know, I don't think anything 
I don't think that. I just think it maybe wasn't thought through, and I don't think they were expecting the backlash. Um, and I think that maybe they were caught off guard by the backlash, but you know they got a lot of free publicity for their new beer out of it. Oh, lots um, of it, and they're continuing to get it right now, live on the radio. And, and but and you you have to. Th- this is what they're thinking, though, because it really is like in this in this city that we live in. Like, it's, so it's okay to do to do uh, whoop that trick at the basketball game. That's acceptable. It's okay to wear right. Mem- Memphis's F T shirts. That's acceptable. Like, what is like? It's really our edge, you know, our, that we ha- we claim to have. And one of the things we always say makes us better than Nashville and other southern cities is that we're authentic, you know. And we we do embrace that, you know, we our problems and, and we know we have the problems. We will admit to them, but we also uh, learn something from them, I guess. And but there's there's so many different things out there. Like, how do it is hard to gauge on what would. I, the Memphis is F shirt is like, like that's that's pretty offensive of a T shirt. But everybody has it and laughs and thinks it's great. Not everybody has it, but people p- people wear them. So, well, you know, I, CJ hadn't said anything in a minute. CJ, what do you think? All right, bringing CJ into the conversation. That edge, right? That that culture that Memphis has is largely on the backs of black people in Memphis, right? And so when you talk about with that trick, Memphis is F. Those are that's part of the black culture in Memphis and for them to take that 201 Hoppler and do it like that, right? Another culture, you you make it, it's iconic, right? Everybody in Memphis knows the address and we all joke about the address, but to put it on a label, on a beer to make money off of it, it feels too gimmicky. It feels almost like you're trying to appropriate a culture that isn't yours, one. And two, you're appropriating the negative parts of that culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, and that's why, that's, yeah. Are you offended, CJ? That's the question. I knew you were going to say it better than I would. It's (laughs) appropriation appropriation of the negative part of the black experience in Memphis and turning it into a funny joke for white people. True. It's the same thing as those bootleg bootleg grizzly shirts that have a gun on them, right? Like, murder's not really that funny. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't like those shirts. Uh, uh, True, I I agree, CJ, with with a lot of what you say, but, I mean, 201 Poplar, though, is kind of also the courthouse, and it is a place that I think everybody has had to go at some point, right? It is kind of a a community gathering place, if you will. Yes, some other people have had to stay there a lot longer, and and often because of, of, of the race and things like that, but... Everybody's been there. It is really like you say the Grizzly games bring people together or whatever. Like everybody's had to go buy two hundred one Poplar at some point. Wipe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought CJ was CJ. Out. CJ, what do you think, CJ? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're right, but again, most of the people who go there are of one ethnicity, one race, and so for you to appropriate the culture and appropriate the negatives of the culture to for a joke to laugh at, I can see how. People might be offended. I personally, I don't care what you call your stupid beer. I'm not <laughs> drinking it. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about? Okay, but there's been other other things uh, to name themselves. Two hundred one popular. This is not the first thing. So I get get into this conversation last night because I'm up at my favorite local brewery, Memphis Made, hosting bingo. And you know, so there's a lot of just, people are already joking about this beer. Like, do they serve this? Because it is the controversial beer of the week. But um, and I find out that somebody like at the the farmers market. And at some of these pop-up shops, sells like pottery that says 201 Poplar on it. Like you can buy a cup that says 201 Poplar. And for the longest time, our sister radio station down the hall, uh, Q107, uh, did a, a bit. Like for the for years and years and years. It might have been started by Carson and Kennedy. I don't want to 
throw them under the bus or something. But for the longest time, they had a bit saying, what what you doing at 201? Where they'd go down and interview people going into 201. Um, so this isn't the first thing. And maybe they were just big fans of that segment. They listened to the Q, which you should. When you're not listening to Sports 56, you should listen to 107.5. But there's there's been... This is not the first time somebody has taken 201 and made it into it. But again, like I said, if I were them, I would have just named it Poplar Avenue and left it at that. Because everybody also, everybody's been on Poplar Avenue. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's just people, people, uh, the Internet and, and our politics and our discourse is such that, you know, everything is either, ter- everything is either terrible or it's, uh, Offensive. I mean, it's got to be something no, that's totally offensive fine. or funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and there is. Yeah, a, it's either offensive or you have to you have to defend it. Like because no, these guys are. This is great. You can't. There's no room in the discourse for this to say that's that's kind of a bad idea. You know, we we don't have we don't have that setting anymore mm-hmm. uh, in our conversation. Well, we do. Uh, I think we're having it here. We do. Yeah. We. It's, what you can, it's hard to find on Twitter, and and really when you break down, it's, I think when you really have to break down something, is this that offensive or not? Then it's probably not that offensive, and it probably does offend you. And I'm not trying to tell you what could offend you or not, uh, but. I mean, and especially in a CD where we've had Elvis's, you know, Jailhouse Rock was a song. Uh, Folsom Prison Blues is a song. Like, we have iconic songs about prisons in this town. Like, tell me the difference, CJ. You bring up Elvis. That's appropriation at its highest right now. And I know Memphians love yeah. I know certain Memphians love Elvis, but Elvis is not as beloved around Memphis as you might what? think. How dare you throw Elvis Aaron Presley under the bus? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and that is, hey, that hey, is hey, an issue, right? Had, for like for people in Memphis, for black people in Memphis, they feel like, yo, every time we look up, white people, white Memphians are taking bits and pieces of our culture. And it's not the good bits and pieces from our culture, and they're able to do things that we can't do. Okay, look, do not, do not, you will not smear the name of Elvis Presley on 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 these airwaves. We don't, hey, I'm, I'm Team CJ on this. One, what, I mean, look, everything, everything that everything culturally that Memphis is known for worldwide, uh, it has either come from it has either just come from black people, or it has come from black people and white things doing something together. Right, Booker T and the MGs. First, like big integrated band, uh, most of the artists on stacks are not white people. You know, um, you think about Sun Records; they were making he, uh, Sam Phillips was Alan Wolf, right before he before he was doing anything with Elvis. Um, you know, that's 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 why this, and I think that's why this beer thing is such a. It's just another one of those things, right? It's um, you know, I, I haven't heard a person saying it's a good idea who wasn't white. I see what you're saying. I'm not going to argue with that. All I'm saying is that we are on AM 560. This is the, <laughs> this is the spot on the radio dial that first played Elvis Presley on the radio. Yeah, so it is. I, I, as being on the same airwaves, saying you cannot uh, say... Carl Perkins, Carl Perkins is better, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Lipe, he, I, is, he is there. Carl Perkins is better than Elvis. All right, don't at me. We we got we we got to we got to wrap up this conversation. Are are you guys? Are you guys? Can I get you guys to write for my new blog that I'm starting? Are you are you going to be down with it? It's gonna it's gonna be called Choose Two Hundred One. My Choose Two Hundred One blog. Are you guys? No, you don't want to. Nah, um, not not unless you pay me in like gold bars. Choose Two Hundred One blog starting. No, I'm just kidding. 
All right. Well, that's an interesting conversation. I mean, drink the beer if you want. Uh, you know, be upset about it if you want. I mean, hey, it's 2017. We're going to get upset about something each and, each and every week. We wouldn't have named it that. And we'll see if it ends up paying off and being something for Memphis. It's been a while since we've got a new brewery, Metalson Brewing Company. All right, Lipe, we, we will uh, talk to you next Saturday uh, right here in the same time. So if you want to follow uh, Lipe on Twitter, you can follow him at Flyer Grizzblog. That's Grizz with only one Z. We'll talk to you next week, Lipe. Yeah, I'll take it easy. All right, it's Kevin Lipe. Enjoy your 201 Hopler. What's your favorite local beer name? Is it Rockbone? It's got to be Rockbone, right? Rockbone is the best, man. <laughs> it doesn't get better than a Rockbone to order, order a Rockbone. All right. Uh, hey, what are your thoughts on this? This is interesting. This is a good time to take phone calls. We're going to play Hang Up and Listen next. 360-8255 is the phone number. So if you want to get in, you want to talk about the Grizzlies draft, or you want to talk about 201 Hopler, or, or what's offensive or what's not, uh, you can get in right now. 360-8255. We're turning the show over to you for the next 15 or so minutes when we come back from commercial break. Call in. Talk about whatever you want. You just got to end your phone call when I'm going to hang up and listen. Our first caller will get $10 to ease 24-hour cafe, and we'll announce our grand prize on the other side. CJ, you want to say something before? Before we we get the break, Rockbone is the best. You just it's Rockbone. Now that's that's how you name a beer right there, Rockbone. All right, we'll take a take a short time out when we come back. We're taking your phone calls with Hang Up and Listen right here on Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk Sports 6887.7 FM. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spend quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, every Wednesday night at Tampa Tap Downtown, and Casual Pint Highland Row every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, Memphis Maid's Tap Room, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market. So we go trivia.com.